With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Road World Baseball Podcast. I'm DJ Short. This is the latest episode in our team check-in series, which has been going on for a couple of months, and we're getting close to the end now. You can go back and look in our archives to see all the teams we covered over the past several weeks, but today I'm talking Texas Rangers with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. But before I get into that, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We're also on Audio Boom. Any help you could give us there would be awesome. And also, if you want to do us a huge favor, you listen on iTunes, remember to also rate and review. That makes a huge difference. So anything you guys can do there would be awesome. Okay, let's get into the show now with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Jeff, uh, thanks for making time to come on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, hey, no problem. Uh, Well, the Rangers have won back-to-back AL West titles. Unfortunately, they also have back-to-back exits from the division series, both at the hands of the Blue Jays. The AL West, again, looks very competitive with the Astros and the Mariners, and even the Angels are capable of making things interesting here. Uh, I guess, first off, do you think the Rangers did enough over the winter to keep pace with the Astros, who will go into the year considered to be the favorites? Uh, I I do. I don't don't think um, they had a a lot to do, you know, I know they lost Beltran and, and uh, Ian Desmond and uh, Colby Lewis, Derek Holland. But when, when you, when you kind of look, they're going to have a full season of Jonathan LaCroix. They're expecting to have Shinsu Chu back for a full season. And, and they're, they're still really high on Carlos Gomez. Obviously they signed him for that one year deal for 11.5 million after, after what he did for him the last six weeks of last season. So I think offensively, there's not going to be a lot of decline. Uh, the the issue at least early on is going to be the rotation. Uh, I mean, you have Darvish and Hamels; it's pretty pretty darn good. But um, beyond that, uh, Andrew Kastner is dealing with a little bit of an injury here. Uh, Tyson Ross is dealing with an injury, so so they're not going to be ready to start the season. So the Rangers are still deciding what to do. You know, they may go with a, a four man rotation for the first couple weeks and hope Kastner's back uh, with, with Martin Perez and AJ Griffin rounding things out. So if they can if they can get by the first. The first, uh, let's say, six weeks without Castor uh, and Ross in the rotation, then, then I think they've got a shot. Oh, getting deeper into some of those changes with Ian Desmond leaving for Colorado, you mentioned 
The Rangers re-signed Carlos Gomez. They got to see him down the stretch last year, and he did perform quite well. Uh, what made them confident about keeping him around? And the other part of this is Jerickson Profar, uh, probably going to see time in left field. Uh, did they think he can do more offensively than the 660 OPS he had last year? Uh, on Gomez, he, he he really wanted to be here, and I, I think that really made an impression on the Rangers. He he, he, when he came in, you know, they saved him from basically the scrap heap. You know, the Astros had released him after that dismal start. So he, he, he showed some loyalty to the Rangers, but he also had a pretty good rapport with the uh, hitting coaches, Anthony Iposi and uh, Justin Mayshore, and they were able to, to really strike on a couple of things that Gomez said he'd never never felt before in his career, and, and, and that excited him. Uh, he only signed a one-year deal, so he, he's kind of banking on himself that he's going to have another big year or a big year that can get him a bigger contract next year in free agency. So there, there are a lot of reasons for them to be to be optimistic about it. Now, Jeff Bannister, coach in the NL Central for a number of years, saw Gomez up close and personal, uh, knows he can be a, a dynamic player, guy who can hit for power, guy who can run the bases, and, and a guy who can play really good defense in center field where, where – uh, Desmond was a little deficient last year. I mean, he was an in, he was a shortstop playing center field for the first time. So right. the Rangers expected an upgrade defensively there. Uh, left field, you know, uh, Pro Profar will get some some time there, but the liner field has had a huge camp, hmm. and uh, I, I think he's really opened some eyes. He, he, right now, I mean, the camp's almost over, but he he led he leads the team and runs, steals, and walks. And if you remember 2015, this was the guy that that. Uh, revitalized the offense. That's he, true. He, he he brought him back from the dead in the second half. He and Shinsu too. That combination was was unbelievable. I mean, uh, and and atop the order. And I don't I don't know that the shield is going to to be the leadoff hitter. He honestly at, at this point he hasn't made the team, but he's going to make the team. It's just a matter of how much time they want to give him. And you know, can they believe in in spring that this is going to carry over? Is he is he more like the player he was in 2015 or 2016 when he wasn't very good? So uh, if, if Profar is going to get his at bat, some of them will be in left field where where he's probably capable. Uh, but I, I think that um, a lot of times going to be in the infield where where guys will be sliding into the DH spot and he'll fill in for them in that way. Um, if you watch the World Baseball Classic, he was a pretty darn good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit a home, hit a home run in his first at bat. Uh, had a bunch of doubles. Um, you know, he, he he admits that he wore down a little bit last year. It was the first time he played in since 2013. Right. So, um, you know that that's that's something that I think you need to take into account when you evaluate Jerickson Profar's season. Um, and and now with 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 that experience under his belt, he knows what it's going to take to get to the finish line. Whether that translates into power, I don't know. Uh, he, he's really got to hit left-handers. He's not a very good right-handed hitter, so he, he needs to work on that to be a complete player. But, uh, you know, the, the goal entering camp was to get him for 400 to 500 at-bats. I think that's still possible probably on the shorter end, but if DeShield is the better player, then I think DeShield will be the, the, the left fielder more often than not. 
And with Carlos Beltran out of the picture, uh, Shin Su Chu projects to serve as the primary designated hitter, while Nomar Mazar will be the regular right fielder. Now, Mazara started out red hot after his call-up last year. Came into the majors a bit earlier than most anticipated, uh, but he eventually faded after the start of June. Still, he put up 20 homers in a 739 OPS as a 21-year-old, and Mazara showed ridiculous power at times, too. Raw power. Are, are the Rangers banking on Mazzara taking a step forward this season, or do they feel pretty secure with the middle of their lineup, Beltre, Lucroy, Napoli? Yeah, you, you, I don't think you're going to see Mazzara betting third or fourth or fifth. Uh, I, I, I think he's probably going to, at the start of the year at least, fit into the bottom of the lineup, uh, maybe maybe somewhere seventh, maybe after Lucroy. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to have a guy who at times last year batted leadoffs. I mean, you know, he, 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 his for his first career game, he batted second. So, you know, he's, he's quite a, uh, uh, a talent. Now there's no doubt about it. You know, he had that 490 foot home run. He just, just killed the ball early on. And you're right. The league adjusted to him. He didn't make the adjustment back. I think with him, there's also a little fatigue too. You know, this is his first time he's ever played a full, a full September. I think there's a lot of adrenaline pump, pumping through his veins the first half of the season. Um, so there, there are a lot of factors, I think, that, that led to his decline, but he realizes that. He recognizes that. This is a smart, smart kid. And, you know, I met him, I think the first time I met him, he was 17, and he was already fluent in English. I mean, this, this guy knows what he's doing. So I, I would expect that he wouldn't, he, he'd be a more consistent player. I'm not saying he's going to hit 300 or 290. He may just hit 270, but it'd be a consistent 270. I don't think there would be as many slumps. Uh, the, the, the power, you know, the power. If you look at his minor league numbers, really wasn't there. I and mean, this is a guy who was still developing. We, we, we already pointed out how, how young he is. So I think he's got time to grow into to some more power, and and this might be the start of it. But I don't think twenty homers and let's say two seventy five or two eighty is out of the question. That makes sense. Given the loss, the loss of Mitch Moreland, you know, respectable job at the bat, but a really good defender. It was big to get Mike Napoli back for his third stint with the team. But as you said earlier, uh, you could also consider Lucroy an addition in a sense, since he'll get to spend a full season with the team now. Now, Lucroy, obviously one of the best catchers in the game, showed big time power with the Rangers down the stretch last year, but. We know his reputation as a framer and a receiver as well. It's it's one thing to watch Lucroy from afar, but what's one thing you've noticed about him now that you get to see him on a regular basis? Uh, there, there's the, the the one thing on the field, uh, and I, I I was struck by it again today when I was watching him catch a bullpen session. He gets so low on there. His crouch is he is so low. It's like he's shrinks himself somehow. It's not like he's a giant guy. It's not like he's a Matt Wieters back there, but he he just it's he's so small. So I think I think he gives the umpire an excellent view of, of the plate and everything, you know, all that the umpire needs to see. But it you know, and and somehow he's still able to to block balls, to to to, to throw, get in a good position to throw. I mean, he he's really a an interesting catcher and again, I haven't seen anybody that well for a long time. Um I I'm not I'm not sure. The, the, the other thing that, that people won't see is how hard he works to, to stay in shape and to condition himself. I mean, he has some contraptions to help keep his, keep his legs fresh that, that, that are something I've never seen before. Uh, but he, he's a hard guy to find in the clubhouse because he's either watching video or he's working out or <laughs> he's probably figured out a way to do both at the same time. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he's, he definitely takes it to a different level. I mean, there, there, 
you know, don't want to slight any any catcher around there who who um, you know I'm sure prepares just like just like anybody else. But but his, his is to a different level. You know, he like keeps binders full of information, and and I just haven't seen that before. It's it's really pretty impressive. Huh. Uh, getting to this rotation, and I don't really have a unique spin here. It's it's all about health with this group. Uh, Cole Hamels has been as consistent as it gets, you know, regularly making 30 starts a season, but the rest of this group has their fair share of health concerns. You mentioned Andrew Kashner and Tyson Ross a little bit earlier. Uh, what's the timeline with these two? Of course, Tyson Ross coming back from that surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah, Tyson uh, is probably looking at early to mid-May uh, return. Yeah, his, his surgery apparently is pretty invasive. There, there. I guess there's three different kinds of thoracic outlet syndrome you can have, and I guess he had the one that's the 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 hardest to come back from, or the, the one that it's the most uh, invasive surgery. Uh, but he is uh, he's been throwing live batting practice here the last uh, week. Uh, he'll probably start getting onto a uh, starter schedule after one more live batting practice session. Then then go out on a rehab assignment once the minor league season starts. So, you know, the, the buildup will probably take a month. So he, he could be back. Uh, I think I speculated today he could be back uh, to face the Padres uh, May, May like 8th or 9th, somewhere in there. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but that's, a, that's a realistic possibility. That's kind of a, the, the time timeline he's on. Kastner is going to be back. They're hoping by April 15th. Uh, that, that would allow them. There's two early off days. They could skip the the fifth spot. They wouldn't need a fifth starter, so they could go with four guys in the first in the first two times through, and then uh, have have Cashner ready. But if he's not ready the fifteenth, he'll be ready five days late. So uh, he's he's definitely going to be back soonest with the ends and biceps soreness, and they figured that out. Uh, he threw four innings in a minor league game uh, just uh, Sunday, so no problems, no problems at all. Uh, another question about this rotation, which is prominent in the minds of Rangers fans right now, and that's the future of you, Darvish. Going into what could be his walk year, uh, Darvish looked really good last year in his return from Tommy John surgery. And if he waits this situation out, he could be one of the top players on the market this offseason. Jake Arrieta, Johnny Cueto, Masahiro Tanaka, even Jonathan Lucroy in that conversation as well. Has there been any sense that the two sides will talk about an extension after opening day? Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, peculiar. Interesting that you, you bring that up because I just spoke. Uh, his agent is in camp today. Also, Tyson Ross's agent, Joel Wolf, and uh, just made my introductions. And we talked a little bit about both guys. And he said that the best thing for at this point for Darvish is probably just go out and let him pitch, and the rest will take care of itself. Uh, now, if he if he gets off to a great start, uh, and uh, you know. He, you're right. He's going to be in a position to make some big money, but uh, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And, and if, if maybe if the Rangers could strike strike uh, during the season, that that's not off the table. Uh, John John Daniel said last week that it, it's like an open conversation. Whenever somebody wants to call and they maybe talk about it, then they're going to do it. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I think he is going to have a big year. Um, he, he, he usually in spring training, if you go back and look at his history. Even you know before he hurt his elbow, he always had something pop up—a little neck stiffness or something where he'd miss a start. He hasn't had any of that this year. Uh, He—he—he's been dominant in games. His slider uh, might be the best pitch in baseball. It's—it's it's been really good already. It was—it was good on day one. So I—I I think he's in a position to to have the have the big year. He's going to be the opening day starter. I think that's another uh, little boost. He's never done that before. So I—I I just think there are a lot of things that are pointing in in the right direction. 
including him saying that his elbow was no longer in the back of his mind. He, he's 100% confident in his elbow, and uh, if, if he's healthy, if he makes 32 starts, the last time he made the last time he made 32 starts, he was the runner-up for the Cy Young, and, and I, I think that he has that potential to, to easily. Uh, do that or even even win it this year absolutely um well while the futures of darvish and lucroy are sort of in question uh we can't say that for rudin and odor uh reportedly close to finalizing a six-year 49.5 million dollar extension uh there's reportedly an option for a seventh year which could take the deal to 62 million um the rangers are buying out a couple of free agent years here but we're still talking about a very young player he just turned 23 years old so he'd still have another chance to cash in down the line so uh, this really looks like a potential win-win situation for the team and for the player. Yeah, absolutely. For for him to be able to still hit for agency when he'd be uh, less than thirty years old, holy cow! What a what a potential payday that would be if he remains this kind of player or, or gets even better. Mm-hmm. You know, the thirty the thirty three homers I I think caught just about everybody by surprise last year. Um, he he'd shown some power. You know, in, in in the minors and 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 in uh, his, his first couple seasons, but but to do it like that, and you know, he wasn't just scraping the wall; he was he was hitting some bombs, and um, he 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 has the potential for 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 more, either either more getting on base, more a better batting average, maybe a little more pop too. He's not—he's not exactly the most selective guy at the plate. Right. You know, you could probably count your walks on his walks last year on your your hands and toes. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's—it's it, it's something that he recognizes. He—he he knows that if he's more selective, if he waits for his pitch, maybe he won't get it. But maybe he'll pass the baton to the next guy in some way, shape, or form. But he—he's at least aware that there's room for improvement. He's not complacent with with the 33 homers and the 270. A batting average he had last year, and and uh, if he if he does if he does those things, maybe he becomes a 300 hitter with 25 homers, or maybe he becomes a a 330 guy. You know, I mean, I at, at 23 and, and achieving what he's already achieved, you just don't know. There, there, there's still a lot of room to grow, and uh, and and this is the, this is the kind of guy who just plays hard and and and. And isn't complacent. He's a competitor, and he wants to be better. And he, and he he's got guys pushing him. I mean, Elvis Anderson isn't exactly a power hitter, but Elvis stays on his butt pretty good. And then and then Adrian Beltre too. And those those are two pretty good guys for a young guy to look up to. Absolutely. Uh, so last question here about the back end of this bullpen. Sam Dyson posted a two four three ERA last year, saved thirty eight games in the process. But uh, when you compare him to other closers around the game, doesn't miss as many bats as your typical closer and while he induces a ton of ground balls with his excellent sinker uh your fortune can change sometimes when the ball's put into play um how secure do you think his hold is on the closer job and what would be the backup plan if things go wrong you know i don't know if this is a byproduct that he, he was off at the world baseball classic but but there hasn't been any talk about uh, him losing his job. And I think there, I think last year when Sean Tolson was the closer, there was some, there was some question as to whether or not he would hold the job all year and, and what the Rangers would do, what their backup plan would be. Uh, but that hasn't even been a, a topic of conversation this, this spring. And, and, and that the Rangers have Matt Bush, you know, and this is a guy who throws a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. has has two nasty breaking pitches and, and a guy who, you know, overcame what he overcame, and now is in a position to to 
be a, a, a closer to be whatever he wants to be really. And, and, uh, um, it just, it just hasn't been brought up. If you watch Dice in the W in the WBC, he, he didn't allow anything and he didn't allow a hit. He didn't allow a walk. He struck out four guys. You're right. He does not strike, strike out a bunch of guys. Uh, he, he, he does want the ball put in play, which sometimes results in nine pitch innings. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't result in that, but, um, I, I think his, his changeup is a pitch that uh, a lot of people like. Uh, it's gotten a lot better. I think that's a pitch that he needs to throw more. Uh, that can be coming out pitch form can help him miss bats. He, he throws a slider too. It's not quite as good, but it, it's showing some improvement. So I, I think you'll see him strike out more guys. You know, and keep in mind the, the saves he racked up last year. He didn't get become the full time closer until uh, mid May, so That's he had a, a chance for he had a chance for for let's say forty five to fifty saves. So uh, I, I I don't think the Rangers are even have it in their in their mind that they're going to have an issue at closer. Um, and if they do, well, then they've got Matt Bush, and if Matt Bush can't do it, then they have Kimani Killa, uh, who, who who has looked really good this spring after a bad uh, sophomore season. So. I, I think the back end of the bullpen is is a team's strength and and one of their uh, fewest concerns. So on, on the on the concern scale, it's pretty far down. And just to finish things up here, feel free to let our listeners know how they can follow your work on social media and elsewhere. All right, um, my Twitter account is Jeff Wilson underscore FWST. That's for uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram. I have a Facebook page, which I don't know what it is, but you know if you search around, you can find it. And then uh, StarTelegram.com is where our, our stories are. So uh, stop on by. Thanks again. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate you. My thanks again to Jeff for joining me here. Again, if you like what you're hearing in these episodes, remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email rotoworldbaseballpod at gmail.com. Again, that email address is rotoworldbaseballpod at gmail.com. Any feedback, any fantasy questions, especially as we get closer to opening day, we're going to have weekly fantasy-centric episodes, so uh, we'll answer some off the air, but also answer some questions on the air as well. So if you want to be included, uh, feel free to email us there. Uh, You can find me on Facebook. I started a page during spring training. It's just facebook.com slash djshortbaseball. I'm on Twitter at djshort. My co-host Drew Silva is on Twitter at Drew Silva, and I will see you next time. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.